The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. As we near the first days of fall, um, you know that this show is about PR, journalism, current events, even though we connect everything from anthropology to zoology and how it connects to current events. So, Whenever we hear that there's a journalist that would like to come onto the show, we love to have them. And today we have Jessica Eateralde. Did I say that okay, Jessica? Yes, you did. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have somebody from Louisville, Kentucky, and we know you have a lot of enthusiastic news coming from that fine city. I sure do. I sure and do. You, you have the accent, and it's wonderful. You sound like you walked right out of the Kentucky Derby. Oh. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> well, why don't you, I'm going to get right into this, Jessica. I want you to talk about your project because I promised you that we would use this show to talk about your passion and um, your project, and I know that you're very excited about it. You're, you're very enthusiastic about it on social media pages, and we'll talk about that social media a little bit later. But um, tell us all about what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you. Um, well, I am a military wife, and um, I lived in Atlanta for 10 years, and we were called to move to Louisville. And um, originally, my first thought was, well, what's in Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of people, um, a lot of outsiders don't really know what all Louisville has. And um, a long story short, and a baby later, <laughs> uh, I um, had the time to be able to um, get out in the city, explore it, uh, downtown, uh, various areas, and I just fell in love with it. And um, I was really surprised at how um, there's so much to offer here and that I think outside of the city, n- not everyone knows that. So um, initially, uh, my thought was, you know, this should be promoted or advocated somehow, and I want to be a part of that. So after that, I just searched for a way to be able to promote the city. And tell me what you're doing to promote it. Well, everything I can, for one. Um, I started a local film project, and um, we go around to, um, whether it's various businesses or... um, uh, restaurants, which is really fun. <laughs> yeah, or, um, there's even, really some good restaurants in Louisville. I have to tell you, um, it's. Uh, I've, I spent six months in Louisville on mm-hmm. um, you know a venture project that didn't really work out that well, but that didn't take away some really, really, really great things that came out of it, like the friends that you and I both know, like uh, mm-hmm. Lisa. 
Yes. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> and she became really one of my best friends for life. And, oh, uh, you know, and a lot of other friends. And the food, it's just like a hot city. I mean, you could walk up and down, you know, Market Street or what is it, Bardstown? Did I say it? Did yes, I remember Bardstown right? Bardstown Road. Yes. Um, you know, and there's just hot restaurants all over the place where you could just spend all night eating. There are, and you know what I love about the restaurants here, it's a great foodie city, but a lot of it is local. So you have the aggregation of people with their own ideas, their own talents, being able to feed into the city. So it it gives it its own stamp, if you will, because um, you can be on Bardstown Road, there's a lot of local restaurants, locally owned shops, and you just get a taste of uh, different people's individuality. And that was a huge part of what... Um, motivated me to promote it is that it's all these different people's ideas. And of course, if you buy local, as I'm sure you know, it it comes back into our economy, our local economy. And I wanted, I definitely wanted to be a part of that because it's it's a pity to see local businesses have to close down or um, just striving to make it because um, I, I have this romantic idea about the American dream that people can still have great ideas and be able to execute it. They can open a business or open a restaurant and to be able to succeed and feed their families and feed their passion as well. Well, if more people had your kinds of ideas and dreams, I think America would be in a better place. So <laughs> keep perpetuating <laughs> well, those dreams. And um, I would also say that even though you're concentrating you know, on the Lowellville area, you know, for your project, it's applicable to, you know, so many, every city in the USA. Yes, and I think that what people, people have a sense of, people have a sense of loss for our country right now because our country really isn't in the best place. But if there's people that are very enthusiastic and have the ability to broadcast like you do, I think we could get our, you know, Dream America back. Um, brand America is suffering right now, but, you know, acting local, supporting local business, supporting the entrepreneur in local areas rather than the gigantic businesses that can be completely empty but stay open because, you know, they're global. <laughs> but yes. it's, I mean, when you look at the Great Depression, all of the, th- all of the people that really survived and helped everybody work through the Depression were those that were working with their local street signs up, even if they had to move into their houses and board people. Absolutely. So I think you're doing a really, really great thing. And being a military wife, it's respectfully American. um, Thank you. (laughs) I'm I'm working on trying to find a way to, um, you know, just, help brand America in general and trying to mm-hmm. find people that will help brand America. So while you're focusing on Louisville, my passion this year is brand America. Oh, I think that's wonderful. I do think it's a, a universal idea. And it's nice to see um, another thing that we try to highlight is when we catch other individuals doing um, similar things or uh, people with passion to help others. Uh, Louisville is a fantastic city for philanthropy. There's a lot of uh, just people with big hearts and um, just wanting to do things for others. Um, We recently did a... um, a show where uh, we covered, there's this gentleman who started the um, I Am Dixie Highway um, initiative, which um, that, that uh, Dixie Highway is uh, the southern part of Louisville, 
and um, they they have a lot of pride for their area as well. And um, he started a project called the Random Bombardment. And um, just out of the kindness of his heart, he decided to take these people in his group. It was a Facebook group of over 3,000 people and start this random bombardment project where they pick a business in the suffering areas of um, Dixie Highway and just bombard that that place with business uh, uh, once a week in the evening, and they just come and they try to buy everything or they just give a lot of business, and um, they do that every week. And when I found out about it, I just had to cover it because, in a way, it's kind of similar to what my initial ideas are. Um, And it's something that he wouldn't have to do but taking the initiative. And any time I see someone taking the initiative to empower others, to help others, I want to cover it, and there's a lot of that going on in this city. There is. I mean, I remember when I was there, um, I think five or six years ago, that um, there the Art Walk on Market Street, I mean, it was actually like buses <laughs> where you could mm-hmm. jump on and just kind of, you know, buy local art everywhere on Market yeah. Street, and um, everybody comes out for it, and everybody's serving food and wine, and it's sort of like flash mob shopping. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, when you go to, you know, sort of a, a small city, you know, relatively to the rest of the cities in the United States, and you have that yes. kind of commerce with, you know, all of this enthusiasm, you know, again, like you said, it only enhances consumerism in a local area. Yes, and there's definitely a strong movement um, for the um Keep Louisville local, uh, buy local project. Uh, there's the Keep Louisville Weird um, project. There's Liba. Um, let's see. There, there's a ton of shops, especially along uh, Bardstown Road specifically, where you'll see each shop has a thing in their window to buy local. Um, there, there's a great movement with that. Yeah. No. It's um, I, you know Louisville is really one of the great places for that. A little bit too much fast food on every corner. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends. Yeah, because there's some areas like, uh, yeah, the Bardstown Highlands area where, with the exception of just a few places, you won't find any um, chain, um, anything. Really, everything is local restaurants, um, local stores, and that's something that's a, a really nice to check out. Um, there was um, there was a restaurant. I'm not sure if it's still there, but Lisa Laurie and I went there one night, and it was just a crack up. It was down, you know, sort of downtown. I want to say the Third Street area, mm-hmm. um, and they had like an art show, and it was a high end restaurant. So you might know the name of it. Maybe it's Tenth Street, um, and they had like a an art show that featured barn animals. Does that, I don't know if you were in Louisville yet because, again, it was like four or five years ago. Um, yes, I was not. And uh, it, was, it was just really bizarre because it's probably one of the more expensive restaurants in the Louisville area. And mm-hmm. uh, it you know, had divine food, you know, very, very eclectic food from like, you know, boiled octopus. <laughs> um, you know, kind of the stuff that you would find in New York City or Los Angeles or Chicago mm-hmm. very, very easily. Um, but then they had this, like, really bizarre art show that attracted a lot of attention and a lot of tourists who oh, I'm sure. were very interested in seeing this artist. And, 
I mean, he he would go into he would have like this Sasquatch kind of thing. <laughs> I love me a good sas- Sasquatch and boiled octopus. Yeah, yeah, One it was a great combination. <laughs> and, and Lisa and I kept on saying, you know, it kind of smells like a barn in here. We really kind of, did they like spray it with like barn perfume? It was just like really bizarre. But that's Louisville. Love it. Well, yes, and uh, I will tell you that um, I I want to say that uh, Louisville is in the 11th place in the nation for its arts community. We have a very strong arts community here, and it's again, it's something that if you're not from Louisville, you may not know. But to uh, dine, at, whether it uh, be high end um, or just it, I don't know, casually around the city, especially in our East Market District, a new area being developed that. Um, is recently being called Nulu, kind of based off the um, oh, Manhattan and Soho. Yeah. Uh, well, in L.A., there's no, there's NoHo, which is North Hollywood. So. <laughs> well, people in Louisville, we got Nulu. So um, it, it's just saturated with um, art galleries and um, a, just a variety of very talented uh, local artists. Uh, we have something called the Trolley Hop, we have a trolley here in Louisville where you can move around, and, and they do a fantastic job of displaying a lot of these galleries and combining that with other activities to do on Friday nights. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was talking about when I was talking about the bus hop. It was really a trolley, but those yeah. of us that aren't, you know, that are just transients coming through Louisville, remember it is some kind of bus thing. We don't remember. I love it. You know, an outsider's perspective on the trolley. I love the trolley, love the idea, but it is a glorified bus. It is. It really, really is. But it's adorable. It's adorable, and you got to do the trolley hop. you got to. <laughs> <laughs> You are so funny. I really love Thanks. having you on the show. I'm glad that I'm going to have you on for another couple of segments. I mean, you are very enthusiastic and vivacious. Now, where does your TV show air? Is it on local cable? Tell us a little bit on, is it on YouTube? Where where can you see it? Yes, well, we are still currently in development. Um, we're just, we're rounding the end of our startup phase. Um we have a strong Facebook page, uh, Louisville Rediscovered. And you were so courteous in your promotion of the show, Jessica. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it was sincere, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have a blog, uh, com, where you can view all these things. I tell you, if you Google Louisville Rediscovered, you will find all sorts of things. But we do have a Vimeo page. And um, we are integrating that into a YouTube channel in the next week as well. So Listen to you we'll at the Vimeo page. I am so impressed. Thank you. I would love We're going to come to the end of this segment, sweetie, so I want you to okay. talk a little bit more about what a Vimeo page is for those listeners of mine that aren't as new media okay. educated as most of us are. <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny, like I have all of these like new technology kind of people and social media, you know, sort of enthusiasts coming on and using sure. all of these terms like Ustream and Vimeo. And, and then like I always get calls from my listeners that say, Could, can you just tell me what that was? So we'll talk about more oh. of that in the next segment. Jessica, you're wonderful. Stand by. Don't go away, listeners. More with Jessica after this commercial break. News, opinion, 
your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where you're Opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1 866 472 5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Jessica Itaralde. I'm I love the last name. Jessica, why don't you tell the story of what I asked you on email? <laughs> In oh. terms of name pronunciation. <laughs> How to say Itaralde. It's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. Yeah, but uh, when I asked you to spell it out phonetically, which I do always for my guests, because otherwise sure. you could just butcher names so easily, right? So I want to. I've had guests on the show where I mispronounce their names and then I never heard the end of it. It's like, oh, by the way. <laughs> I know. Isn't that a radio talk show host's biggest fear? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, sometimes a radio talk show host has to, you know, really, they're busy with other things and they're, and they're booking sure. other shows. And it's just kind of a detail where, you know, sometimes you're so busy and you go on the air and you're like, oh, gee, you know, oh, I forgot. And, um, you know, you say, you know, Winthrow instead of Winthrope or something like that. Yeah. And then you I've never hear that. I've done that before the- myself on camera. Fortunately, I could edit it. But yeah, you could edit I it. Understand. So it's, um, you know, with you, you have a pretty, you know, tough name. It could be butchered easily. Yeah. But the way yeah. that you responded phonetically is you said, eat there all day. <laughs> That's it. It sounds like eat there all day. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. It's so perfect. Okay, so tell us about, again, you're in the beginning phases of your show. Yes. Say the name of your show for my listeners. It's Louisville Rediscovered. Louisville we- Rediscovered. Okay. Yes. So you mentioned the fact that you're building your social media base now, and how many people do you have? Um, well, it depends on what we have. Um, over 650 people on our Facebook page. You'll get have, more, by the uh, way. It's so viral. You, can, you know, it, it multiplies. Yes, that's good. And um, goodness, we have a lot of subscribers to our uh, blog, the WordPress blog. And um, well, we're working on a lot of things. Uh, we got the LinkedIn and the um, working on a stumble upon um, a couple of go tos with that, and additional stuff. The social media stuff. You know, you really need a, a person to handle that. It's its own behemoth in itself really to market it to market it accurately 
No, it is a behemoth. That's a good word for it. And <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you realize what its value is. And what people don't understand is, like, if you have a project or an idea, particularly a creative one, I mean, it's free. Sure, you're using your time. I mean, and you can, yeah. you know, but... I've, I've grown up as a marketer, okay? For 30 years, I've been a marketer. I mean, I've been owned by big corporations for a long time. But, you know, it's very, very hard for a marketer to reach this kind of volume of uh, connected, engaged, yes. dialoguing audience free of charge right now. And I say right now because... I, I think in years to come, these social media platforms are going to start charging something somehow, some way. I mean, you could already, already see the user interface on Facebook that it's becoming so different and evolved and segmented, and we have to watch our settings every day that, I, you know, they're up to something with their, you know, long-term 10-year strategic business plan, right? But oh, definitely. Um, while we have it, are you insane? If you're a creative person like yourself, Jessica... And, um, you know, you have something like, you know, Louisville Rediscovered. I mean, how silly are you if you don't use that? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I can't imagine if I had to do, um, if I was trying to accomplish the same amount of things, you know, even 10 years ago, because uh, social media is just vital to what we do. It's it's really it is what you do really yes okay so you talked about some you know tools that you use why don't you you know kind of rewind a little bit and talk okay. about you know Vimeo and describe what it is okay well Vimeo is it's similar to YouTube um, obviously it's not as popular as YouTube because uh, YouTube is the number three uh, top search engine but um, we use Vimeo because uh, it's cohesive with the quality of video that we have. We, we're striving to produce a good quality. Um, we are working on integrating that into YouTube. But um, for you less um, new media fortunates, um, Vimeo is pretty much it's a page where you can go in and type in whatever you want to into the search uh, like in our case, you would type in Louisville Rediscovered, and you would just get a series of videos on your screen to choose from. And then you click on the one you want to watch, and there we are. And it's probably it has probably less content overall than YouTube, so the search is probably a little faster. Yes, yes. Uh, significantly less um, content. Uh, great quality, great use for that. Um, but yes, it's, it's way more low-key than YouTube. No, okay. And I don't know. I think that's really a good tool for local, you know, artists like yourself to know about because basically, you know, if you have the drive and you have the enthusiasm, if you walk around with a really good smartphone that has a really good video, you know, application, you know, you could upload this stuff fairly easily. Oh, you can. And they have applications just just like you said, they have apps for that now where you can just go straight into Vimeo and watch it um, on your phone or your iPad. And you can make easy edits, you know, stop, mm-hmm. cut. Yeah, somewhat, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just depending. Depends on what you want to edit. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I edit it, a lot. <laughs> I don't want to mislead people. When editing on a smartphone, you know, is, is probably not advised. I think, I mean, sure, yeah. you can do it, but it's so much easier when you upload it onto one of your, you know, one of your apps on your computer and are watching it and have more access to more of the tools. Yes, that would be difficult to edit video on a smartphone. Some um, people do. The I, droid, I, you know, some people do. I think that um, 
you know, well, I mean, if you have an iPad rather than the iPhone, I mean, mm-hmm. a little easier to do it. But I, I just, yeah. old school when it comes to old school equipment. I came from a time before film or video was edited on anything else but an editing bay. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. Know. It's yeah, I will use it sometimes. I'll I'll like go through WordPress or use the WordPress app in a, in case of emergency only. Right. <laughs> I'll do it on my smartphone in case but, of an emergency only. Well, the only yes, thing that you I'll can, do that with an article or something like that. But now you're running around Louisville. You know, something might happen where you're automatically a citizen journalist, right? I mean, you know, I don't. Let's just say there's. I mean, I don't want to say anything horrible, but let's just say there's a car crash where nobody got hurt, okay? Just, Mm -hmm. you know, not to put any bad karma or anything. And, you know, there's, you know, you see that there's, you know, all of this ruckus because, you know, somebody rear-ended somebody and, again, nobody got hurt. But still, you know, it's local Louisville news because traffic is backed up and you can't get over the bridge to Indiana and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, if you had that on video, you could just send it to the local news station. I could, yeah, which a lot of people, really in this day and age, anyone can consider themselves a citizen journalist or, you know, it gets there faster than, than sometimes, you know, local news is able to just because of the age of technology. It is. It's amazing, isn't it? The yeah. only thing, I think nationally, um, one thing that it, it changed news broadcasting a little bit um, oh, yeah. from the days before citizen journalists existed, and tell me if you agree with this because, you know, this is my observation. You know, it used to be that a newsroom would pretty much only report stories that they sourced themselves and, you know, developed themselves or originated themselves before they wanted to give you the authoritative newscast that came from, let's say, CBS, a CBS TV station. Mm -hmm. Nowadays... It's very easy for even the most responsible and ethical of network journalists to say, you know, we we haven't we, we weren't able to confirm the facts of this, but somebody sends us a video showing this. Yeah. Because they're just third party reporting and they have access to this footage, right? So yeah. they don't say like, you know, whether but they are showing it on the news and sometimes it could be something that's you know, a farce or because they haven't had the time to check it out yet. So I think that people have to really think about, you know, if something that they're watching on the news is really confirmed news by the news organization. Does that make sense? Maybe you could say it better. Absolutely. Uh, yes, um, this reminds me of an event I attended a few months back for the Society of Professional Journalists. And um, a big part of the subject was, um, just the challenges and the great things um, about the new technology, social media, and this accessibility t- to anyone to be able to report something or to get the news out, bloggers, etc., and um, especially a, a newscaster or the networks, you know, it's it's kind of like the perfect storm. If you're able to hone that technology, and sometimes it can really work well for you that you get things faster, you get better angles of things. Uh, and then there is the challenge of the rush to get there first and keep the integrity of the story. Um, that's a big thing going on with journalism right now is to be able to produce something quick but to keep the integrity of your message. 
Um, I think that a good example of this, Jessica, that's you know world world known um, and not just local, is the WikiLeaks situation. And yeah. you know you here we have you know a journalist that reports pretty outrageous things, but might have some validity and truth to it, right? Yeah. Um, but because it is so um, controversial. And because somebody else has put it out there, again, it's still unknown whether, you know, how factual this stuff is that the WikiLeaks people put out there, right? I mean, it's really, you can't say it's 100% true. Anybody that's a journalist has to, like, you know, would have questions. You know, the Columbia School of Journalism would have questions, right? Of course. But yes. because it's stuff that, you know, viewers want to see and news readers want to know, and because it's all over the Internet, the news, you know, conventional, traditional broadcast news has to report it. Otherwise, their viewers are, you know, going to feel like they're missing out on something. And there's an example of, like, what do you do? You kind of have to report it, because I'm talking to you with your journalist hat on. You kind of have to report it because it's out there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how good of a job, or because it's so new, I don't think that precedents have been set in how you handle the credibility of these kinds of stories. Yes, and, and that's kind of like what this discussion is about, because there's so many different sides of it, and it's evolving so quickly um, that, that where, for instance, the networks had more control and were able to tame things, um, that now it's, you know, sometimes they're just like you said, that they have this pressure to cover a story or to, to rush to get it out. Um, it, it, it's just, it's very hairy. It's very <laughs> yeah. hairy. Well, you know what? It's a very exciting time to be a journalist. Exactly. Because it's a time, it's a really huge change. And yeah. um, to watch the change, it gives people like us who are you know, in the journalism PR kind of field, sort of a responsibility to analyze and share the changes that happen every day without being able to come up with an old, you know, we don't have a conclusion. It's a very, very, very exciting time. I mean, we all talk about how, you know, our economy is bad and all that, but in terms of broadcast and social media and the lines between citizen journalists and conventional journalists, this is a time of change. It's a revolution. And oh, 10 absolutely. years from now, we will be the people who have watched and have become scholars. And we, can't, we don't have the answers yet because mm-hmm. it's still evolving. Yes. It's a very exciting time. It really, very really is. And, yeah, we're still, you know, we're finding the lines. Um, like I said, it, it's evolving so quickly. It um, is, but it, is. it really comes down to, um, I think, um, on the line of freelance journalism or citizen journalists to those that um, have studied and, and been doing it for a long time that um, what your intentions are um, it and really, your really integrity, well, what are you doing it for? Um, that's so important. I think that's uh, right. And um, in the next segment, because we have to take a commercial break now, Jessica, um, we could talk a little bit more about ethics and, you know, why that's really important in this time of change. I want to really thank Jessica and come back for more Louisville Rediscovered in just one minute. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Jessica, eat her all day. Um, Louisville rediscovered. I said it right, right? You did. Oh, good, good, good. Sometimes at 7 a.m. in the morning I get, you know, morning Alzheimer's. <laughs> That's okay. You almost sound Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm glad. That's authentic. But um, I, I'm really loving you ha- having you on the show. It's possible thanks, that this will be our last segment because I'm expecting somebody to call in for the last segment, but we'll see. We'll see whether or not the call comes in or not. Um, okay. When we were talking about Louisville Rediscovered and talking about journalism and talking about how things changed and how reporting has changed and the definition of the lines between citizen journalism and traditional mm. journalism, it's a heady conversation, and I really want to encourage all listeners to go back to the beginning of the show and listen to this very, very smart lady, Jessica Ibteralde, um from Louisville Rediscovered, who has some very, very... Um, you know, intelligent insights about what's going on in this evolution, revolution, and how journalism is changing. And last segment, Jessica, we talked a little bit about ethics. And ethics is something that's easily forgotten in a world of change because there are opportunists that sometimes exploit ethical barriers. Um, and that's okay. I mean, that's what makes the world exciting. But I have a really strong feeling about being committed to ethics as a journalist. Um, Really, really, you know, this is, I mean, I guess because I was born an ethical person, I think that when a business person, whether it's a journalist or, you know, a traditional business person, if they instill codes of ethics in everything they do, really, really strong core values of, you know, that reflect trust and dedication and honesty and, you know, passion and heart, you can't go wrong with that. Sure. Um, you know, or do you feel differently? 
No, I absolutely agree. Um, I'm actually quite passionate about keeping ethics in journalism, or, well, in anything, uh, period. Um, I think as journalists, we have a responsibility to represent things as they are and to respect uh, respect the job, but uh, respect people as well. We should respect everyone. Um, but for me, no one likes to be misrepresented, and um, is, it comes with integrity, and it comes, of course, with um, research, uh, the analyzation of facts, um, and that's an important responsibility um, that is critical, especially to the citizen journalist, because, um, well, whether you're a citizen journalist or or you do this full-time professionally, um, it, it really relies on your integrity and your motivation. Like, what are you doing this for? If you're passionate about the story, about people, and you have an initiative, um, then it'll show, and the ethics come along with that. Yeah, no, and I think that's really, really true. When you think about the journalists who are superstar journalists, you know, mm-hmm. um, Katie Couric and, you know, Matt Lauer and, you know, Diane Sawyer and, you know, um, you know, all of these names of, you know, journalists who we trust, they've mm-hmm. always been very ethical in the way that they've covered even the most controversial of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, how could you not trust Katie Couric? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, she it, it's just a part of, you know, the the journalists who have made it to that kind of superstar level are really the ones that um, that the world trusts. Yeah, in, in the parts of the world, of course, where we're not censored. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what? you know, you go to China and American television is completely censored. Yeah, did you know that? It is different. Yes, it, considerably different. Yes, just like it was, you know, Russia, Soviet Union, uh, surrounding it's. It's it, well, it's a little different everywhere. Um, we are very blessed here in America with the freedom of the press, the freedom of speech, all the various freedoms that we have, and that allows someone to be a, a freelance journalist, a citizen uh, journalist, and be able to um, any journalist be able to convey a story as it is. Um, and a good journalist will remember that. that it, they will remember their responsibility, that people believe them, they trust them to deliver their news, and um, there is a great responsibility that comes with that. Yeah, no, there is a great responsibility that comes with that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, in a TMZ world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, listen, you know what? TMZ is just a parody. I mean, you know what? You have to give it to R11 because... You know, here's the lawyer who, I mean, he's not lying to you. I mean, he's not deceiving you. He's just doing a parody of, you know, celebrities walking in the streets and making commentary. It's a different kind of journalism, but I wouldn't say that it's incorrect, you know, that there's any kind of, um, you know, it's not, it's tabloidal in its approach, but what you're seeing is really the truth. Yeah, we'll see. It's just that flavor of journalism, you know, that caters. It's like a different genre. You know, it's a it's a reality well. a reality yeah. journalism. 
there you go, and it's still on the air. It's still very popular. So yeah, it sure I, I won't is. be doing that anytime soon, but, you know. <laughs> very, very popular. Well, you know, maybe you could start doing that in Louisville. You could follow around oh, wow. the bars and do, you know, parody songs about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like doing parodies. Maybe a different style. Though. Yeah, well, you don't, have any, you don't have many movie stars in Louisville, do you? Um, well, we... We do have a few, um, or at least around um, Louisville, Lexington. Um, Ashley Judd is from Kentucky, around the Lexington area. Uh, George Clooney comes to mind. Um, not a movie star, but of course we're known for Muhammad Ali. Yeah, of um, course, that's true. And you could see, doesn't he have a boxing studio still in the Ville? Yes, yes, he so. sure does. You, you also have Colonel Sanders and his big, 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 you know, um, a memorial statue. Yes, you got that yum yum brands is here, and their <laughs> chicken is good. <laughs> and um, let's see, um, last night, um, let's see, we have something going on called the Idea Festival, and uh, Janelle Monet was here yesterday. Um, her and her entourage, her parents, actually here in Louisville, and uh, we actually bring a lot of people here. Um, the Idea Festival was created. Um, for a lot of people from all over, very diverse um, scientists, artists, uh, politicians, um, et cetera, et cetera, come together and just um, emit ideas, thoughts, philosophy, um, teaching things. Um, uh, the chief technology officer for the United States, Anish Chopra, is here um, Gee, such a variety. Sam Graham Fel- uh, Felson, who was the chief blogger for the 2008 uh, transformational presidential campaign for Obama, is here. Um, all the way to, gee, you name it, we got it. We even have. Oh, you do have here. a diverse. You certainly have a diverse population. Um, we do. You know, we do. But it's not the kind of place like in Hollywood or New York City where you're going to like run into, you know, Kate Holmes no. with sunglasses mm-hmm. on. Uh, no, and you know what? I, there's some things that I, what I like about this, and coming from Atlanta, you know, a, a huge city, um, and respectfully great. Um, something that I do like about Louisville is that to me, it's kind of like a city in a box. You can open it up and take all the stuff out, and you you run into the same circles, the same people. It has a a, a family feel. Um, and just the historical foundation, there's so many people that do so much here, and it's so interesting. And it's not like um, like in Hollywood where you may see one or you hope to see one. I mean, you run into these people all the time. So it just well, depends course, on what you're with, looking for. <laughs> of course, with, um, you know, with the Derby, it's a time when you will run into. Yes, you will see in. all kinds all kinds, and and they're here for um, uh, not just at Derby, but you'll see them around town. Um, we had Adam Richmond from, um, let's see, the Travel Channel, uh, come Man versus Food. He did something at the Comfy Cow here. Um, we got to interview Guy Fieri. He was here doing something for Cozair Children's Hospital um, at the Marriott Oaks here. Um, just a, a a oodle of people, the celebrities come here during Derby time, and they love to eat. They love to eat at Lens. They love to frequent downtown, and um, it's a lot of fun because you will see a lot of celebrities at that time. 
Yeah, it is a fun. Even what is it called? The week thunder, thunder, or the weeks before. Yes, and uh, thunder over Louisville, which is the largest fireworks show in the nation. No, I know. It, and it's Isn't lovely. that amazing? It's, I it's, never would have thought. And no, it's then, really, really lovely. It. And I do. I want to encourage all listeners if you're looking for fun things to do because you just want to. Um, Thunder and Derby is really. If you want to go to Louisville at a really exciting time, that's yeah. a really exciting time. Amazing time and catch the balloon races too. We got the hot air balloon races and something that a lot of people don't know about, even locally, the bed races. There's a lot of races going on pre-derby because everyone's getting into the spirit. But actually, oh. people put they put wheels on beds, and we run them around at the KFC Yum Center, and it is a blast. It's, it's an it, really blast. nothing like it. Well, listen, Jessica, we've come to the end of our discussion together, but I want to really thank you. You are just so enthusiastic and so great, and everybody at Voice America wants to wish you the very, very best with Louisville Rediscovered. I think that you're doing a great thing. You sound like a very um, vivacious military wife and mom um, with a Mm -hmm. lot of passion, and we really appreciate you spending the time on the show with us. If you want to just give your website, we'll plug it right now. I will. My website is www.louisvillerediscovered.wordpress.com. Thank you so much, Jessica. We'll talk real soon. Thank you. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At VR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. VR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. And I have a special call-in today with a Mike from the Three Guys Rant radio show. Mike, thank you for getting up so early. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's so nice of you. You're probably, like, still sleeping. It's, uh, not barely. I'm barely awake, but uh, I'm here. Thank you right. for having me again. I wanted to have you on the show because I wanted to really congratulate you guys. Basically, you know how I found out about you randomly, um, Three Guys rant 
asked to connect with me on LinkedIn. I mean, and this was probably about, I don't know, three months ago. And I've never heard of you guys, but, you know, I, I checked you out after you asked me to connect on LinkedIn because you were doing your random marketing, right? Your yes, random you LinkedIn marketing and saying, oh, you know, I want this person to be a listener. I want that person to be a listener. And, like, you really caught my attention because then when I went into the show, I thought it was great. So I really want to congratulate you. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad we made that connection. I guess i got to thank LinkedIn and our executive producer for reaching out to you. I mean, well, it's a, it's the a right thing if she targeted media people or whatever or, you know, people that are, you know, blabbermouths or influentials or what. She she did a good thing. So then I checked out your show and I got in touch with Arvin. And, you know, I think that we decided that it would be really smart to collaborate with one another. But tell me how you guys all got together. Well, basically, we just, we've been friends for a long time, and we're one of those, you know, a lot of people just sit around and they complain about what's happening in their community or what's happening uh, with, with our country, and that's all they do. They just sit around and do nothing about it, and we decided we wanted to find an outlet to maybe reach some people that think like us, and we were luck, fortunate enough to find the uh, local station that we would be willing to give us some airtime and listen and uh we started roughly about two years ago, and it was just, like I said, three guys sat around a table, and it was almost like uh, we were at home, uh, you know, playing poker and just complaining about different things. And uh, we took it to the air, and we've been uh, everywhere everywhere that we're on. People like it, and they call in, and we're happy to uh, just throw our three cents in and let people call in and voice their opinions as well. No, well, you know what, it's, it's wonderful. It's great that you're friends. Now, do you guys do it in a studio, or are you doing it with your home, home mics? Right now, no, we are in a studio. Good, uh, so we, no, we so air, that's awesome. And yeah, we we air live uh, every Wednesday night from eight to nine Pacific uh, Pacific time, and uh, we're in a studio. Yes, but, you know, so that's you know that's really great. Well, you want you ought to really keep on doing what you're doing in marketing. Who would you say that your listeners mostly are? I mean, at this at this point, who? I'm sorry, what was that again? Who Who would you say? I mean, demographically that your listeners are in the most part? Is it men? Is it both? Is it young men? Is it, you know, baby boomers, a combination, anybody who wants? I think it's a combination, but I think it's uh, a little bit uh, more male-centered. Uh, I don't know why, although I know we, we get hit up on our site with a lot of males. The majority of the call-ins are females, so I think it's a good mix uh, from different demographics. Uh, you know, when we get emails, it's mostly males, but when, when we get call-ins, it's mostly females. So I think we're reaching a wide audience. It, it sure sounds that way. And you mentioned also that um, Jenny McCarthy called into your show. How did that happen? Well, we, uh, again, i got to thank Arvin. Every once in a while, he does a few things right. And uh, we hooked up with Jenny, and uh, she called in. She liked what what uh, what we do, and we talked about her cause, you know, which is autism. And she's actually uh, back in uh, a lingerie basketball female league out here in L.A., uh, if, you, if you can believe that. Oh, I do, uh, I do. I, you guys don't know my background, but I was um, a division president with Playboy Enterprises for 16 years. Okay. So, you know, that's why the Jenny McCarthy thing kind of, like, hit my radar, too, because we were in the same family. Right, right. So, so yeah, she um, called in, and she spent a whole segment on air with us, uh, answering questions about, uh, actually, uh, talking about her cause more than anything else. And we were happy to have her on, and then we went, actually, on Friday to one of the events uh, to support her. 
Oh, no. Well, you guys are really awesome that way. And uh, I think you guys, it's time for you to get some traditional press. we got to get you guys featured in the L.A. Times or something, and, you know, because you're like three guys that just decided to get together, and, you know, now you have a show, and, you know, I'm hoping that you get that kind of coverage. Well, we're trying to work. We're working very hard at it. We're hoping to uh, take this show to a bigger audience. Uh, that's a nice show. We had a very good show with David Pakman. Um, pretty sure you know who he is. Uh, DavidPakman.com. He was on the guest for the full hour, and we had a great show. We talked about uh, the stuff that's going on in the country and our communities. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we tackle serious issues, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. So we have fun with it, uh, and we, it's basically our opinions, you know. Um, now, listen, I hear from my engineers that Arvin's on the phone and he wants to comment. I don't know if we're going to be able to patch him through, but he, you know, after emailing me at 1 o'clock in the morning last night, here he is at 7.51, so I think my engineers are trying to figure out how to put him on. So he might come I on. Know, uh, I, I, think he, I don't think he got any sleep uh, last night. Oh, well, he was, why, because he was like, um, he just had an exciting show and he was excited about you coming onto the show this morning? Oh, Arvin's on. Arvin, are you on with us? Yes, Cindy, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Cindy. I was going to leave it alone, but any time I hear one of the guys start bashing me, I'm like, i got to throw my two cents into it. But first off, I wanted to say thank you for for allowing us, you know, a couple minutes as a guest spot on your show. So thank you very much. And as far as Mike goes, I'm always trying to do everything right to try to get some exposure to the show. But, uh... You know, that's just the relationship we have, always giving each other a hard time. So we have a good time with them. No, you are great. And, Arvin, you, I, I called you. What did I call you last night? You got all excited. Did I call you love? Yeah, you called me love. I'm like, wow, that's, it's, it's, that's absolutely putting uh, my day into a positive motion. Oh, uh, you know, Thank well, you. you could, whenever you need a, a smile text, I'm there for you. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Arvin, uh, uh, it's good to hear. I mean, he just cost me some money, though. You know, we had a pool going to see how long it was going to take for him to call in. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? So. He did it. It's funny. When we were talking, he said, you know, I don't know. It's probably not going to be me. It's going to be somebody else. And I'm like, you know, Steve. And he's like, you know, Phil or Mike or whatever. But I figured there were three of you, so I would handle it, whoever it was. <laughs> no, Arvin does a great job for us. I mean, with all the exposure that we've gotten uh, in the past few months, I mean, this guy works really hard, and he's getting us to places that uh, we hadn't been before. So, I mean, we're grateful for everything he does for us. Well, you know what? Every door is open. you just got to walk through it, really. I mean, you know, all you need is a microphone and a mouth, and exactly. you could really be an international radio success. And you know what? Then, then we might be in trouble, because having three mouths in, in one room, it's, it's either going to be a great thing or it's going to go down... You know, it's just horribly. So, so far, we're, 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 we're doing well. So, thank you again. Well, tell me how people can listen to you. Tell my listeners how they could listen to you. Well, if, if, if uh, anybody that obviously has Internet access, which is, you know, pretty much the whole world now, if they go on our website, which is the three guys rant, and it's the, the number three guys rant.com, um, all our information is on there. We we update the website on a daily basis in case we do a guest spot like like your show. If you go on our website now, you're at the very top of uh, things that's going on. You can listen to our show live. You have a uh, live video stream on there. Everything's on there. It's very interactive. So it's it's you know it's plus the intro. Whoever goes on there and checks it out is just gonna is going to start laughing. It, it's, we have a good time with it. It sounds like you do. You know each other a long time. I want everybody to check into, and it's 
three guys rant, right? The three guys rant. The do not do not forget the the or you'll go to a really weird place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the three guys rant. um, These are two of the three. Am I correct? I got Mike and Alex. Yes, you are. So um, you know they have lots to talk about. They they are really doing their best to get their show out there, and um, they attract great guests like Jenny McCarthy and talk about causes, and I think that they're going to attract a lot more guests. I mean, I bet you you guys are going to start going everywhere, too, so that you could cover these events and talk about them. Absolutely. One of these days will have to be as big as you. Oh, you know, I'm, not, I'm hardly big. This is really just a hobby for me, and um, it's a pleasure for me to promote people like you. I, um, you know, really, the radio show for me is a hobby, and I have a lot of fun with it, and I love having people on like you, and you're always invited to come on to commentate. Likewise, likewise. We look forward to hopefully having you in studio one of these days. Well, I'd love to. I think that you're having one of, you know, my friends call in next week, um, Craig Rosebra, yes, and I'm really, really thankful and excited about that. So thank you, guys. And we're coming to the end of this segment. So, again, I want to say the three guys rant. Please check them out. Two of them have been on this last segment with me. So, you know, if you missed this last segment, please just go backwards for about ten minutes and you'll hear the best from um, Mike and my new boyfriend, Arvin, right? <laughs> oh, my wow. God. Thank you very you much. Very happy. Today's going to be a great day now. You guys are hilarious. You guys have a great day, too. Okay, everybody, have a great, safe weekend, and enjoy the cooler weather if you're here in Los Angeles. Take care. Be safe. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Again, for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 